Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. A time of terrifying trouble is coming. Your Bible says so. Even though the Bible was written thousands of years ago, it is talking about a time of trouble today in this end time. The Bible has many specific prophecies about this time of trouble, and we can know it's for today because it wasn't possible until recently. These prophecies foretell worldwide destruction. They talk about armies so large that they exceed the population of earth back at the time these prophecies were written. For example, in Revelation, there's a 200 million man army. And that army is coming out of the far east. Now, back when these prophecies were written, there weren't even 200 million total people on the entire earth yet. How could you even field a fighting force of 200 million men from fewer than 200 million total people? So obviously, these prophecies are for this end time. Worldwide destruction could not have taken place until this end time when we now have these weapons of mass destruction. And so, once again, the Bible is proven true. It is proven as a book that trumpets a warning of tomorrow's news today. We can know well in advance, thousands of years in advance, what is going to happen. Notice here in Matthew 24, his disciples asked Jesus Christ's disciples asked him a question. This is verse three. Tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? It should say age. And that's talking about the age of man ruling over man. When Jesus Christ returns, men will no longer be in charge over the nations. Jesus Christ is a God being, not a man. So when he returns, a God will be in charge and a lot of other gods under him. And the angels will be heavily involved as well, but it will be a government structure with spirit beings in all of the highest positions of authority. And so these disciples of Christ were curious. They wanted to know what is the sign of the second coming. And Jesus Christ gives a lot of specific details here. A lot of things that will take place in the end time right before he returns. Verse 4, this is the very first thing Christ warns about. Matthew 24, verse 4, take heed that no man deceive you. 
Continuing in verse 5, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So that's a major sign of this end time. Mass deception. Not just mass destruction, but mass deception as well. A false gospel message saying that Christ is Christ. In other words, talking about Christ the man. Getting into his personality and who he was. Instead of talking about his own message. Christ talked about the coming kingdom of God. That's the message that he preached. Mark 1 verses 14 and 15. And yet, how many supposedly Christian churches today focus on the message of Jesus Christ? Well, really none of them. The Philadelphia Church of God does. And that's it. But notice here as well, Matthew 24, verse 6, Christ says, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So, we see war today. In this sophisticated age where we're supposedly so far developed and really knowledgeable and compassionate supposedly we're not supposed to have war anymore and yet war still exists russia is brutalizing ukraine and this war has dragged on for a year now war continues to exist even if people want to assume that human nature is constantly improving and that we're now at a point where we shouldn't even be having wars anymore the Bible actually says the opposite about human nature. It's not constantly improving. It's actually desperately wicked. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. In fact, it's even getting worse in this end time. It's not getting better. We're not improving. We are bringing ourselves closer and closer all the time to destruction that's just the truth of it. Notice here 2 Timothy 3, starting in verse 1. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now, you could say that the world has always been a dangerous place for certain people in certain places at certain times. But this age, these last days of man's rule over man are particularly perilous there's something special in a bad way about this age it's actually so dangerous that human survival is at stake not just some people here and there but it's dangerous for everybody verse 2 for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. That's 2 Timothy 3, verse 2. So human nature, is it really improving? The Bible says 
No, you're going to be surrounded by people who are just controlled by impulses, controlled by the wrong moods and attitudes and focused on serving themselves. And that's the message we hear today, that you have to put yourself first. You have to make yourself happy first by seeking whatever pleasures you can think of. And then maybe after you've taken care of yourself, you can think about other people. That is a new message. (laughs) For most of history, we've always believed that we should try to be unselfish, that we should try to serve others. And that's how to be heroic. That's how to be virtuous by being unselfish. Well, the opposite message is being told to us in recent years where you have to be selfish and you have to put yourself first. And sure enough, we are becoming surrounded by people who are very, very selfish, just like 2 Timothy 3 warns about. Notice verse 3, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Verse 4, traitors, heady or reckless, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. So that is the world around us today. People lying, cheating, stealing, putting themselves first to the detriment of others, just being vicious and cruel, no natural affection. That means not even caring for our own flesh and blood, even to the point of murdering our own unborn children. That is unnatural. That goes against our very nature, the way God made us to care very deeply about our flesh and blood, those directly related to us. We can't even muster up enough affection today for our own. Now, yes, throughout history, there are other examples of brutality. But today, it's just for any reason you can murder an unborn child. Just if, if it's slightly inconvenient for you, go ahead and commit murder. At least in the past, people would sacrifice their children because they thought it made their false gods happy. Not so today. Now it's abortion for any reason or no reason at all. No natural affection in this end time. 2 Timothy 3 verse 13 says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You see, it is getting worse just as the Bible said would happen. 
people are getting worse in this end time. Human nature is rapidly deteriorating. It is sliding down morally. Going back to Matthew 24 here in verse 21, speaking of this end time, where human nature gets worse and worse, where the violence gets worse and worse, where deception abounds, where wars are all around us. Matthew 24, verse 21, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. This is the worst it has ever been. No one in the history of planet Earth has ever seen anything like the trouble that is coming. Verse 22, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved alive. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Again, we're talking about the extinction of the human race. That is how bad it's going to get if Jesus Christ does not intervene. And now the Bible talks about this throughout. It's not just in one or two chapters here and there. It's all over the place. Jeremiah 30, verse 7. Daniel 12, verse 1. Worldwide trouble worldwide danger, perilous times with evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse and pushing us to the brink of annihilation. We ought to tremble at this reality. But how many people are even thinking about the end of this age? How many people are turning themselves away from all the entertainment and distraction out there and really pondering the fate of the planet? We hear all the time today about climate change and how that's the real threat, even though those prognostications have been wrong for almost 100 years. They, they predict the end of the world thanks to man-caused man weather disasters. And they set a specific date, and it's wrong every single time. And really, the climate's changing a degree or two over the course of centuries. And we're supposed to believe that we humans have the power to change the weather when only God can control the weather. But really, here's one way we could change the weather a little bit, if you want to call it the weather. Nuclear fallout, nuclear bombs, that will darken the sun. And the Bible says we're going to see that happen. That is a real way we can change the weather. It's probably going to get a little bit colder if we can't see the sun anymore. That's the real threat. Nuclear annihilation, not climate change because of driving a truck or eating meat, 
nuclear annihilation, nuclear bombs in the hands of tyrannical madmen. That's what we really need to be watching out for. Iran is a terrorist state, the number one state sponsor of terror in the world. And our own leaders here in America are doing everything possible to allow them to get the bomb. Even though these fanatics will gladly use it. They'll gladly suffer the destruction of their own nation in nuclear war because they think their false messiah will return faster if they cause enough violence and destruction and chaos. They think they are ordained of God to destroy as much as possible. And our own leaders in America are trying to help them get the bomb. That is completely insane. But that's the type of leadership that we suffer under today. How can we end this age of man ruling over man any other way than with nuclear destruction? We see insanity in these foreign policy decisions, and we see real danger on the horizon. Russia has threatened to use nuclear weapons very recently, and probably they'll continue to make that threat. But what are we going to do about that? How can we possibly escape this fate? It's a huge, huge problem that hardly anyone is even thinking about today. So if no one even wants to acknowledge the problem, spend any time thinking about it, or even trying to come up with solutions, then what, what is going to happen? Isaiah 33 verse 7 says, The ambassadors of peace shall weep bitterly. Does that describe today? Are we to the point where we have seen every human effort at peace fail? Has the United Nations ever come close to ending all war? That was their stated goal. And back in 1945, Herbert W. Armstrong said the United Nations would fail. He was right. You can get a copy of He Was Right for free at thetrumpet.com, by the way. But how did Mr. Armstrong know that all human efforts at peace would fail? Just look at this verse. Isaiah 33, verse 7 at the end. The ambassadors of peace shall weep bitterly because peace is impossible with human beings. When we try to bring peace our own way, it's impossible. And so God has a plan to stop our suffering for us. But only after this time of terrifying trouble, 
a time of trouble like no one has ever seen before. But notice the solution to all this. And this is really quite exciting. This is what we have to look forward to. Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days come, says the Eternal, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. That's talking about Jesus Christ. King is capitalized there. Verse 6, in his days, Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord, our righteousness. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.